1: seahawks quarterback has been named nfc offensive player of the week which i believe goes with some kind of fancy endorsement sponsorship thing but no free ads here ty gino amazing news
0: mv gino baby mv gino the movement it's on the trend upwards we're soaring we're flying we're riding let's ride So yeah, I mean, duh, it had to be Gino, right? Carved up the lines, got the W, like you couldn't give it to Jared Goff, especially after he threw a pick six and lost Mm
1: -hmm. only
0: 45 points against this Seahawks defense. What
1: are you, a scrub? Right, like, you know, quarterback wins. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) there There are some more advanced metrics on Gino's side, like the Seahawks offense right now, he they're first in combined quarterback EPA and CPOE, which is completion percentage over expectation. They're second in passing total points per game, um, as per SIS, or sorry, just second in passing total points. They're second in true drop back, so that's no play action, screen or run pass option points earned per pass play. Again, per SIS, they're fifth highest in early down pass frequency, which shows the confidence they have in Geno Smith to, to sling it around the yard. They're fourth in overall EPA per play, and then they're second in overall success rate. And that's league-wide ranks, guys. Like, they're real. And it's not just a flash-in-the-pan game for Gino, although that this will have boosted uh, his hopes, right?
0: yeah and uh you know i think griff posted a screenshot of like the the epa per play plus cpoe composite leaders and he's second right now behind patrick mahomes he's ahead of josh allen etc like he's playing really great ball like again you know i don't I don't think he's the front runner by any means or anything like that. But I think if you're going to have a conversation about MVP and if you're going to mention anyone other than, you know, Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, I think you have to mention Geno Smith right now. Does that mean that I think he's going to be an MVP candidate in like five weeks? (laughs) No, but like right now, the way that he's playing, the efficiency is through the roof. He's starting to get, you know, he's starting to rack up yardage and touchdowns and all that stuff. That's going to, you know, go into factor and uh like you mentioned as well the advanced statistics say that he's been you know again not saying anything here other than just the facts that through the first four weeks of the season jano smith has been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the nfl it's been like a top four top five quarterback (laughs) statistically at least
1: yeah and then you combine that with the tape right and and what you're seeing on on film which we'll get to tomorrow but you know the tape matches so it's quite nice the basic stats show he's playing well the tape shows he's playing well the broadcast even shows he's playing well and then the advanced metrics which we've just talked about they show he's playing well too now one other cool thing Pete Carroll he's he's obviously hyped about Geno Smith and he mentioned how it's very important the offense went 75% on third down and he also talks about how Smith's um years and all of his experience are kind of all coming to To the table here for this successful stint. What it was really interesting, though, was speaking to Brock and Sulk. Mike Sulk asked him basically a stylistic question on him versus uh Russell Wilson and and whether Waldron is sort of prefers like you know Smith's style in the offense and how that impacts it. And he basically said he went to the the Jared Goff thing that you know Griffin's harped on. I've harped on on the podcast like. How you know, there are similar like what Jared Goff was able to do in the Waldron offense or in McVeigh's offense back then, you can run similar concepts to that. But actually, and something I think Griff will bring to the table tomorrow, but actually, I think we're seeing a bit of a kind of Stafford kind of concept blend. Like, if you think of that McVeigh offense, where it's a bit more kind of boldness from the shotgun, a bit more kind of five step drop from the shotgun, along with the kind of training wheels. Uh, bootleg kind of deal that we saw. Well, in the first two games of the season, before they got more expansive with it. Uh, and what was really funny is Pete Carroll said, <laughs> "Um, and you know he didn't mention Russell Wilson, although there there was context around that being the thing." <laughs> but um, he he was saying that. Hold on, let me get this right. He was basically saying that both guys do what you tell them to do. So he'll um, he'll do exactly what you tell him. He'll execute the play exactly the way they practice it. There's a lot to be said for that, you know, as opposed to, you know, when you don't know, you know, when guys <laughs> are creative and innovating and stuff doing plays. And Gino's very similar and he's a real system guy. He gets it. And we have, like, I mean, it's a complete 180. We've, we spoke about the stylistic contrast between him and the previous caught about Russell Wilson, but seeing it play out is is funny and it's actually like we were right our priors were right our our research and our analysis on that we were right about all of this like not to toot our own horns too hard but
0: it's uh (laughs) great wording there by the way pete (laughs) (laughs) when guys are creative when guys you don't know. That's a uh, that's a hell of a way to say Russell Wilson without saying Russell Wilson, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's everything that we've been talking about. We we knew this was coming, you know, not to toot our own horns, but we knew this was coming. Real ones knew. It's uh, it, it's clear as day, right? Like Pete Carroll has always talked about wanting a point guard for a quarterback. Geno Smith is that guy. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of interested you know cuz you've you've watched the usc tape and you've gone back through those years um with Pete and everything is he like the closest he's gotten to Carson Palmer at the nfl level
1: oh that that's juicy i like that because also i think you know pete, pete used the term like kind of um statuesque um and in a in a positive sense as in they're both pocket passers him and goff when he's talking goff and i think like For him, that kind of stylistic contrast, harking back to when he had a palmer, harking back to when he had pocket guys, I think that must be so exciting because it it must be, you know, rejuvenating. Like how, oh, as I knock my whiteboard, uh, like how it was, um, you know, tiresome for fans and there was a fatigue around the team. And that's completely understandable. Covering the team, it, it was tiring. You, you've you've uh, felt, I know, similar feelings to me around that. But the narrative mm-hmm. now is is just this new, fresh thing. And and, and from a coaching perspective, you have this new skill set to scheme around. You have this new person to you know work with. It's 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 fresh and it's fun and and it's working so far, which is amazing. And and Carol said in his radio interview as well. The, the offense now um they're not reluctant to call any play and they're freewheeling and he said it's the most open we've been in a time i can remember so yeah. everything's on the table now because gino's come through those first two games of uh the kind of training wheels let's let's play a cautious approach he's he's they've tried to expand it and i think that falcons game was kind of the transitional period where you know you can't rome isn't built in a day you, as i said in the uh, reaction podcast you can't do everything overnight but you or even in a week rather but you can try to adapt and expand a bit more but then the lions game we saw everything on the table now i've watched that film and we again we, we must stop just saying stuff like this but we will talk about the tape in our tape podcast tomorrow but like watching the tape it's there's everything every gino's in complete command it's like watching, you know, one of the best like uh, NFL quarterbacks out there just orchestrating everything. Uh, being a point guard, you know, Ty, like in the, in the in the positive sense of that, he's he's distributing the ball to everyone. He's getting the offense in the right play. he was basically flawless. It's very, very, very exciting.
0: Well, it's what I was saying on Sunday on our post-game show that he has such a command of the line of scrimmage and just is always just kind of on it. And then just the way that he he executes, right? You see it on tape. It's just, it's flawless. It's executing everything to peak Carroll's vision and then some. It's just, he's so on time for the most part, right? Like obviously sometimes he gets a little statuesque in the pocket. You know, but for the most part, like he's he's on time and he's getting better at that. He's getting more he's finding more consistency with that now. It's just it's something to watch. And it's and it's kind of it, it feels like it's indicative of the last, you know, seven or so years for Gino and the trips that he's made along the way and sitting behind Eli and sitting behind Phillip Rivers and sitting behind Russ and just taking all of that football and quarterback theory in and just turning into his own. He's just He's like obviously he's not, you know, there there are some physical limitations, there are some talent limitations that we've talked about, but just mentally speaking, like he play like he plays football, he plays the quarterback position in one of the like the most in, uh this is the only way that I could really describe it, the most intelligent ways I've I've seen. Like he's just so on mentally. And so that's what I found most impressive over the first few weeks is that he's just he has full command of it. He's just a, a football wizard, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Really, like right now, like it's just it's it's incredible. It's like it's almost like having a coach at quarterback. It seems.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and often when you get those kind of types, where it's the coach at quarterback, and they go on to be a coach, right? Often but you, you get that approach where it's almost frustrating because it's like they, they know so much that they're thinking too much or they know so much that they end up just checking the ball down and it's basically what we, you know, a career backup where in the preseason they 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 just throw it to the running back over the middle each time and it's that. But, you know, Gino's taking that and then pushing the ball down the field. He's pushing the ball to every part of the field. You know, he's able to access every part of the field. so. I mean, there aren't the the other interesting thing as well is it's kind of a throwback to be this kind of pocket style quarterback who's yeah. back there. I mean, I how many? It's a dying breed. It is a dying breed, and he's he's turning thirty two in uh, on the tenth of October, I think. So four days' time or five days' time, but mm. um, it, it's going to be interesting because. After him in the league, like pocket, like pure pocket wise, like he doesn't have that crazy ability, like athletic ability in terms of he, he has to step into throws. He doesn't have all this upper body strength to, to really talk throws when he is he not stepped into the football. He doesn't have crazy mobility. Like he has legs. We've seen that. I think he's Seattle's uh, second leading rusher, which I think. More speaks yeah. to the fact that Penny's also had a, a load of the work, mm. but you know he, he has some ability. But there isn't like now like the whole fixation and like why almost got caught into in the draft cycle is you know get this toolsy dude who can run around and and can extend after the play uh and and all this stuff and it, you know with we, like a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes, uh, Malik Willis which is is the latest example of this, but you know there's a day like can you actually play quarterback though and Gino can play quarterback he's playing yeah. quarterback right like yeah. it's it's super super impressive and obviously Schneider's like dabbled uh in the kind of toolsy approach Russell was very toolsy and then you know rumored to, with Allen rumored to like Mahomes so mm. you know would you like Gino to be able to run around a bit more yeah, probably. Would you like mm-hmm. him to be able to do some crazy kind of throws? Yeah, probably. But then also for every, you know, kind of dude like like an Allen and Mahomes, you have like a and yes, it's too early, but you have the kind of incidents with like, you know, a Zach Wilson, where it's suddenly like, okay, he's toolsy, he can he can sling it, he can run around a bit, but um in the NFL it's not worked out for him so far. And yeah, I I acknowledge it's too soon, but it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It you know, Mahomes and Mahomes and Allen don't go on trees, and yet, you know, Gino is pushing them. Like, in the advanced metrics, he's pushing them. Now, whether it can last, we're, we're not so sure, but um, it'll be fun to find out. It'll be really fun to find out, and his process should remain. Like, his process in the preseason was excellent. It didn't always translate into points, but it was excellent, and that's his process in 2021. You could see it That's what made Griffin, uh, especially earlier, a big believer. I was sort of waiting to see who who would actually win the job. But, you know, that was the same kind of process in 2021 in the limited action he got in an offense not designed for him. And now we're seeing the same process continue and continue and continue. And it's remained consistent. And, you know, there's no reason why. He can't keep that same process up. So then there's no reason why it all just collapses, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah. No, there's there's going to be some reliability throughout, right? We there's going to be some things that they are just going to have that that is always going to work for them and is always going to work for Gino. So there's there's something that we can depend on here. It's just how much can they continue to do what they have done over the last couple of weeks where it's like, okay. You get kind of punched in the mouth against the 49ers things don't work for you how do you evolve from that how do you move forward from that what else do you introduce and can you execute that and so that's going to be the challenge for them right once the league starts to really figure them out and that's usually at the halfway point that that the league really starts to to, to get to know one another how are they going to be able to sustain that kind of success over the final stretch of games here and so I'm really interested because, like, I, I look at Gino and, and you know, like you said, it's a dying breed, but you've you've made the, like, obviously you're not making Tom Brady comparisons, but you're making, you know, stylistic comparisons, right? Well,
1: hey, Ty, Ty, do you want to hear some exciting data? Oh, okay. So, um, hold on, if I open this image, well, that's not, right, Hey, here we go. So, PFF Moo... Like the cow mm, tweeted move. out what happens with each team's dropbacks 2022 NFL season, weeks one to four, all plays. Uh, nine and the top two teams in this chart is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where 92% uh targets, uh, two percent of thrown away, four percent of sacks, one percent of battered passes, broken, incomplete, and the scramble doesn't exist and then next up is the Seahawks with 90% targets from drop packs, 2% scramble which is basically that lions game 3% throwaways 4% sacks 1% batted pass so the top two you know target teams from drop packs with like without scrambling without any other weird stuff is Tom Brady and then Geno Smith so the t- the stylistic stuff again i'm not mm. tripping like but again it speaks to the fact they both pocket dudes you no know? and it's a dying breed. Yeah. well
0: but the you know and the thing too is like it can work right and like obviously Brady is a special case because he's Tom Brady but still like ever it heard of Peyton work. Manning yeah you can you can still win in today's NFL with quarterbacks like that and, and Gino well, can run a lot better than Tom can so you have well, that also, added element
1: also Ty think about the schematic direction of the league like if teams mm-hmm. are camping out on these deep stuff right if teams are, like, making you carve them up with patient approach down the field, taking the intermediate, the short, taking the check down, you know, don't go broke, taking a profit, that kind of approach, you know, that kind of suits a pocket dude more. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I really do think G, that's the other thing with Gino. He's he's suited for the current, like, uh, defensive meta. Now, obviously, that shifts, but, like, a lot of, lot of interest and stuff there.